I'm Brianna. I'm Sarah. And we are the Squad Ghouls. Just a couple of creepy gals that love creepy things. And it's the new year. Yeah, happy new year. Yeah, man. Good stuff. <laughs> hey, meow, meow, meow. I, can- <laughs> I cannot wait for you to catch up on the stand. Oh, Because yes. episode three is so good. Your mission, should you choose to accept it tonight, is to go home and watch it. I will. I will take a break from me trying to binge Sabrina. <laughs> Wait, what are you binging? Sabrina. Oh, Sabrina. I thought it started you... last night oh, at midnight. That's right. uh, <laughs> so, so I turned it on. <laughs> uh, I actually still have to watch season three. Oh. Because, because I was going to watch it on the treadmill at the gym, but then all the gyms closed down. And I'm like, well, at some point I'm going to have to go back to work. I'm going to have to go watch it on the treadmill. Yep. And then, you know, here we are nine months later well there you go then you have more to watch it'll last longer i do i still have to watch the latest season of grace and frankie oh boy i'm like right the last re- <laughs> the last season that i saw had nicole richie and rue on it oh boy i fucking love grace and frankie so hard yes it's amazing yes but yes the stand break from uh, sabrina and watch the stand it's good and i'm also <laughs> not sad that uh nadine cry well i mean in the book nadine you know sorry tony stark dies uh nadine- <laughs> Nadine dies in the book. The book's been out since the 80s. Yeah, I know. Get, like, with, get with it, people. Right? Y'all had time. Um, <laughs> and also, it was already one miniseries before, too. So y'all had time. Yes. Uh, so I'm not sad that she dies because it's played by Amber Heard, and I don't like Amber Heard. But as you guys know, we're we're going to tell you about yep. what happens. Tony Stark dies. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Still my favorite thing ever. Anyway. <laughs> I will never get old. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. Nope. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, I have a joke. I has joke. Okay, will you go first? No, you go first. Okay, all right, all right. Sorry. All right. So, what did the boy say when he saw the cemetery covered in snow? I don't know. What did he say? I see dead people. I see like I see why. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get real close to the microphone to do it that way, though. I like it. That's funny. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I have one for you, too. Okay. So, where is the best place to party on Halloween? I don't know where. The grave yard? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the rave at the graveyard. Exactly. I like it. I wonder if that's happened. I'm sure it has. Uh, yes. I mean, but also, isn't that what happens during Dia de los Muertos? Not on Halloween? Kind of. It's I kind just, of a party. I just mostly remember being a kid. Like, I say kid. I'm sorry. I was an adult, technically. <laughs> but I was really still a kid. I just remember being like 18 and 19 and going and getting shit face wasted and passing out in graveyards because I was a weirdo. Sounds fun. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I never drink under the age of 21. What? No. No. What are you talking about? You ever see that episode of Modern <laughs> Family where they take um, Haley out for her 21st birthday mm-hmm. and they buy her what they think is her first drink and it's a tequila shot and she just downs it like it's nothing and, <laughs> and everybody else is staring at her and she's like, ooh, it burns. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. That was me. <laughs> the best. I played in bands. What do you want from me? Yes. Anyway. <laughs> Shall we get into booze news? Yes. Booze news. Booze news. All right. So, uh, Nickelodeon released the first footage from their second season of Are You Afraid of the Dark? The beloved horror anthology series that returns with a fresh look at the Midnight Society. 
Yay. I didn't see it yet, um, so I'm be honest. Okay. So here's my complaint. <laughs> I liked it more when it was each episode was its own standalone vignette. Mm-hmm. Like everybody was telling a different story. There was no like overarching kind of theme to it. It was just all these little, I really like, and I, I understand it's probably because this is what I grew up with mm-hmm. being, yeah. a, being an eighties and nineties kid. I really liked the original much better, but now the remake had the, well, season one was, had more of a story plot to it. Yeah. And I didn't care for it. It okay. wasn't, it wasn't my thing. Okay. I haven't seen it yet, but I was going to try to watch yeah, it. Yeah, watch it and let me know what you think. I probably um, think the same. <laughs> but I also, you know, I, I really, I know that I always sound like a curmudgeonly old lady that's like, meh, 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 back in my day. And I'm really not that old, so I shouldn't. <laughs> um, and I need to give new things more of a chance. But change is so hard and I fear it. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm trying. No. Yeah, it let is. me know what you think. Okay. Uh, you know, yeah, because I've been meaning to watch it. But so, but in addition, the teaser revealed the official title as Curse of the Shadow, which is in reference to the newest villain simply known as Shadow Man. So in season two, which will consist of a expanded six episode, this new group of kids tells a terrifying tale about a curse that has been cast over their small seaside town haunted by the all new villain named the Shadow Man. Mm. So it premieres sometime this year. Because we're in 2021. We are. Ugh, weird. Okay. <laughs> this is the part of the year when you're going to fuck up the date for the next probably four to six weeks. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, Steven Soderbergh is developing a philosophical, there it is, uh, sequel to the uh, pandemic thriller Contagion. Oh, go figure. He's going to do that right now. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Soderbergh uh, spilled the beans in a chat with the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast. I like the name. Yes. <laughs> so he said on the show, um, I've got a project in development that Scott Burns is working on with me that's kind of a philosophical sequel to Contagion, but in a different context, uh, Soderbergh told the podcast. He also added, you'll look at the two of them as kind of paired, but they have very different hair colors. Okay. <laughs> so Scott and I were talking about it. So what's the next iteration of a contagion type story? So we'll have to, we have, so we have been working on that and uh, we should probably hot foot it a little bit. What does that mean? I don't know. Hmm. So there's a sequel coming out to contagion. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That, that movie is like so relevant right now. <laughs> right? Just like as we watch The Stand, Contagion is also one. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yes. All right. So let's talk about some highlights for paranormal programming from Ooh. the Travel Channel and Discovery Plus. I like it. So these are specifically for January 4th through the 17th. So by the time this episode airs, it will be the 8th. So this is, you know, a couple days after it starts. Um, so first off on Discovery Plus, which is a premium service that I am not going to pay for because I already pay for too many and I don't care about Ghost Adventures enough to pay for it. I will just wait till it comes out on the normal travel channel. Uh, although I'm like kind of tempted if they've got a free trial of some sort, I might download it and cancel it right away. just to watch this i like it um so that's my really long-winded backstory of saying this is the two-hour special of the ghost adventures cecil hotel episode also known as the hotel on maine 
So <laughs> I don't watch Ghost Adventures for the ghost stuff because it's the same thing. They they never find anything. They find, you know, fake stuff. Um, but I love watching it for the backstories of these places. Because it's so freaking cool. And yes. the Hotel Cecil has like ridiculously crazy haunted history. Most notably, who we've talked about multiple times, Elisa Lamb was the Canadian exchange student who was uh, found dead in the water tower, very tragically. But also, multiple crazy people have stayed there, such as the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez. That is also a series on Netflix that I need to watch now. Ooh. is the Night Stalker one that's out, that just came out. I like this. Yeah, I need to watch it. Um, and then also it's been the site of multiple uh, suicides, murders, devil worshippers, you name it, lots of stuff. So that is going to be an interesting one. The Shock Docs, uh, which will also be premiering on January 4th on Discovery Plus, are doing an episode on the Amityville Horror House. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So I might that's need That's going to be great. Yeah. I might need to check that one out. That is literally going to be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just saying. Yep. Um, and then also on Discovery Plus on January 4th is the Ghost Adventures Top 10. So this is a, like a representation of their top 10 favorite episodes. So like top 10 ghosts caught on camera, top 10 poltergeist activity, top 10 hilarious modes, that kind of stuff. Um, much less interested in that. Oh. Um, and then the Dead Files new season begins on uh, same thing Monday January 4th on Discovery Plus there's all kinds of fun stuff coming out um, and oh UFO Witness that was the other one I've never watched this but I wonder how Ooh. it is UFO Witness will begin on Discovery Plus on January 14th so many good things I know so I might have to uh, just do a free trial so that I can watch some of these because yeah i hate that we have to mm. keep paying for a streaming service but i just have too many i, I know there's the too many soon there's not gonna be any cable i know we're all just gonna do streaming services i know i use well i i piggyback off of daniella's disney plus i traded her disney plus for my hbo max and netflix that's fair so right now i subscribe to hbo max netflix shutter cbs all access so i can watch mm-hmm. the stand and I feel like I have more <laughs> scrolls through phone. Maybe that's it. Do you have Hulu? No. I okay. had Hulu for a minute. Oh, oh, and Amazon Prime. Oh, yep. It's ridiculous. That's I five. Mean, but, I mean, you can count that more as shopping, though. I know, but I have five, plus I have satellite. Yep. And I don't even really watch that much TV. Yeah, that's what's crazy. Only really, real reason, well, sorry, the only thing that I really watch the cable for is drag race oh yeah that's true <laughs> just yeah drag race and when i can't sleep at night i watch reruns of will and grace because it's one of my favorite tv yep. shows ever there it is mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then in other news we were talking about uh the film adaptation of frank herbert's classic dune and previously we had discussed that it was going to be released on hbo max however oh sounds like that might not happen we're switching back. It sounds like they are going to be navigating away from HBO Max to a more traditional theatrical release. So Warner Brothers actually issued a statement that they are, quote, hoping for a traditional theatrical release to preserve its franchise potential. Um, especially since the October release, quote unquote, falls well after the estimated late spring date when COVID vaccines should achieve herd immunity. I mean, so we hope. 
Yeah. <laughs> so we hope. Between new strains and people that don't want to get the vaccine and I just there's so much there's so much stuff. There's just there's so much to unpack with that. Yeah. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. let's hope. But again, I'll say it. Drive-ins. <gasps> yes. <laughs> COVID safe. Yes. You can still make a lot of money. Yes. <laughs> also put your money into making their screens better <laughs> yes and then also wear your mask that too or it's your ass <laughs> wash your hands <laughs> i love jennifer lewis so i know hard. that i'm gonna buy that shirt i too. just want to have tea with her i know it would be a great tea party. Not the best <laughs> uh so going back in our section new year who this who this who this it's it's new us. We'll new, new everybody. New us and new stuff because <laughs> yeah, because we're, we're still buying stuff. Yep, and you still need to buy from a small business. Yeah, Jeff Bezos has enough money. Yeah, so we're gonna continue sharing some great vendors, and uh, we'll share. You know, we'll do not only little home creepy home decor, but also maybe some clothing, some accessories, and maybe a couple of websites that have a little DIY projects if you feel in crafty. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the first one I want to share is Sage's Aromatherapy, because you all know we need a cleanse. Is that <laughs> we, the truth? We need to cleanse the mind, body, and soul. Big on! <laughs> and Sage has it. So, and she's got a lot of great natural healing products. So, if you are into that, um, I am, because I feel like I'm always allergic to something and so i always have to use natural products and i feel like they really work for me um one of the things that she has that's great there's a little box that's called woman on the go and it has a Cute. little aromatherapy lip uh, potions stress relief oils mm-hmm. it's basically like a little mini spa day oh i dig it yeah and then there's also this little um balm uh massage set um, it's called Flippin' Fibro, and it's really natural healing for somebody who has fibromyalgia. Mm. But it also helps with uh, muscle pain, uh, nerve pain, arthritis. So there's some essential oils and a really nice balm uh, in there. So there's some, I mean, there's some really good stuff. And like I said, we, you know, there's, and she has all kinds of great essential oils. So if you have a diffuser, and you need some great smells. She has very, um, she has holiday themed ones too. So if you're still in that Christmas mood, she has twisted candy cane <gasps> or Christmas time spray. Wait, wait, wait. She's got, she's got candy cane. Yep. Um, basic bitches love candy canes, <laughs> and I'm a basic bitch. So I mean, there's, there is a lot of great stuff, Aroma. and <laughs> so you can find Sage, uh, Sage's Aromatherapy on Etsy. Okay, I'm looking. <laughs> and it's from uh Krivitz, wisconsin and she's been on etsy since 2012 so she knows what she's doing so yeah scrolling <laughs> and also um all orders over 35 dollars gets free shipping automatically that's important so and she loves making gift baskets so if you have ideas you can mix and match all the products you want so there's some great stuff so check it out <laughs> um also I wanted to share uh, Crescent Creepers, really cute little shop uh, that I found on Instagram. They have some really, really, really cute stuff. 
um little creepy pins and patches but also they make like the cutest little hats and shirts and there's like little kids stuff there i mean it's just so cute <laughs> i can't help it um also there's something on here that i really 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 want to get it's this really cute anglerfish uh christmas and the anglerfish is holding the oh, that's, mistletoe that's cute that's i was really like cute. i hope that's not sold out <laughs> because <laughs> i need that <laughs> oh there's a candy cane and also um it's probably gone by now but like they have the uh creepy christmas wreath from nightmare before christmas it was made in a beret oh the the person eating wreath yep i say person eating person eating <laughs> so um also yes so check them out also um crescent creepers is also on etsy so i know etsy's getting etsy has been really popular like when i saw that they had a commercial finally i was like oh etsy you stepping up you don't want to know how much money i've given etsy in the last week (laughs) you do not (laughs) and i'm like saying that as i'm like on etsy (laughs) looking up things to buy (laughs) especially especially because i'm all about the true vintage stuff i know and you and you have found it oh god killing me killing me okay (laughs) um so the first one that i picked is mischief made me oh i love that i've bought so much stuff from her over the last like five to ten years it's ridiculous but she has all sorts of fun clothing she's got a ton of unisex shirts so for the men's there's lots of fun spooky shirts i mean she's got everything from spooky shirts to fun sweaters that are just you know great for all year round she also had an awesome christmas collection i just dropped i don't want to say it a few a few dollars <laughs> on some card so did you see the clown cardigans that she just came out with yes i was like these, even these clowns break and get behind y- you know I- i'll say yes to that they're so cute it's just real hard they're so cute yes yeah, so i just I just, <laughs> just real hard spent too much money on on fun cardigans <laughs> Uh, so yes check her out mischief made me she has both a website and an etsy so shop however you'd like oh and then the other one that i picked is a fun houseware um type of vendor so she's actually got a website it's beneath the moonlight oh so lots of great things like wall plaques um and different accessories for your house there's some with like real fun what looks like dead flowers but they're just obviously silk flowers some with fun ghosties and skulls so good spooky stuff for your home because we know that every day is halloween yep it's true Mm -hmm. so yeah we'll continue sharing Mm -hmm. some more in our next episode yeah i like it it's Mm -hmm. fun uh so today oh let's talk about today. <laughs> okay so <laughs> let me first start by saying i wanted to try to find a new year's eve or new year's day themed spooky movie and you did and i did mission accomplished but <laughs> not the best film but anyway so today we're gonna do our movie review on terror tram terror train train sorry (laughs) it's so bad we can't even get the name right terror train (laughs) there it is we really wanted it to be as good as the terror tram at universal studios halloween horror nights but it's just not (laughs) 
I don't know why I wrote that. I put tram instead of train. Because you were thinking of happier things than this movie. <laughs> I even did it in the title of our notes. Anyway, it's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> It's available oh. on Amazon Prime. It so. is, and it's free if you yep. have Prime. So yep. I was really happy about and that, by the way. if you don't have Prime, please do not pay for this movie. Please don't. <laughs> don't please do it, girl. Don't. It's not worth it. I'm not going to do it, girl. I was just thinking about it. Don't even think about it. Yeah. It's don't the- do, like, don't do what I did and, and watch The Turning. Oh, God, no. I paid for that, too. You know what's sad? And I know we're going to talk about uh, the the rating a little bit later. Mm-hmm. This has a higher rating than The Turning. What? And I feel like at least I jumped <laughs> once or twice during The Turning. That makes no sense at all. No, it does not. <laughs> I'm like, for real, though? For real. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, Terror Train is a movie from the 19 from 1980 uh canadian slasher film and it was directed by roger spottiswood oh it came from canada come on canada the only (laughs) other bad thing that you ever gave us was justin bieber wait and what's bad is that this was roger spottiswood's directorial debut oh how sad how sad for him Yes, so, and it is uh, set aboard a moving train on New Year's Eve, and the film follows a group of pre-medical school students holding a costume party who are targeted by some killer who um, uh, steals their costumes after murdering some students to avoid being caught. Yeah. And it's just... (laughs) But, um, you know, the only idea from this movie that I actually liked... Mm-hmm. was can we next year if it's safe to do so and have a new year's gathering can we make it a costume gathering i am you know i'm here for this okay you know i'm here for this okay then i <laughs> then then let's do it so yes i say yes <laughs> so um the concept for the film was based on an idea by executive producer daniel uh Grodrick, god ugh. i'll get it grodnick there it is. He's a toughie. <laughs> Who sought to make, in quotations, make Halloween on a train. No. Failed. No. <laughs> Failed You can't miserably. just put Jamie Lee Curtis in, and in expect a it to be Halloween on a train. No, yeah. that's not how this it, works. It did, I know she looks You did real not cute, accomplish this. <laughs> but no. So, so a full length script uh, for the film was composed by T.Y. Drake and the production was initiated uh, pretty much within four, four months. That's really fast. Explains so much. <laughs> yeah, I know. The film was shot in Montreal between late November and late December of 1979, uh, shortly after Curtis had completed filming for Prom Night. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, in (laughs) an independently produced film, Terror Train was purchased for distribution by the major studio 20th Century Fox, who had yet to release a slasher film. Well, they did not go to a good start. The studio was able to supply an expansive marketing campaign for the film that cost an estimated $5 million. It was released theatrically. Yeah. What? Wait. (laughs) Wait, but there's more. (laughs) It was released theatrically in the United States on October 3rd, 1980. 1980. Sorry. 1980. Grossing $8 during its theatrical run. What? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. So. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
I know. <laughs> so, um, oh yeah. So, uh, getting a little bit into the cast. Um, so of course we, okay. So it stars Jamie Lee Curtis. And can I just say how fucking cute she looks I in know. this movie? Like she, they are lucky to have Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie. My, although I understand. It didn't really help them that much. No. But. And, and I understand that this is pro this is like the most unpopular opinion amongst horror fans. My absolute favorite Jamie Lee Curtis ever was the Jamie Lee Curtis from trading places. Yes. Cause she looks so hot and she was just a badass boss bitch. And yeah, my favorite, my favorite. Yes. But she looks so cute in this movie. She really does. All the young Jamie Lee Curtis. She's adorable. <laughs> and then we have, uh, Ben Johnson as Carney, the train conductor. And then Hart Bachner as Doc uh, Manley, Sandy Curry as Michelle or Mitchie. I kind of like that nickname for Michelle. Anyway, <laughs> and then uh, Timothy Weber as Mo, Derek McKinnon as Kenny Hampson, Anthony Sherwood as Jackson, Joy uh, Bochelle as Pet, uh, Vanity, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> Vanity or her other name, uh, Dee Dee Winters, as Mary. Then we have Greg Swanson as the class president. Howard Busgang as Ed. Elizabeth uh, Colette as Maggie. And then we have the great David Copperfield. I know. Noted like, as the magician. Bro, you I, are. <laughs> which was like... <laughs> so funny because like he was just doing i thought it was more a movie about david copperfield doing his magic like, pretty much yeah. <laughs> so and then we have uh don uh lamoreau as shovels steve michaels as charlie the break man and then uh charles biddle senior as chief porter and then we have tom haverstock as bill chase oh this poor movie i know <laughs> nobody in the cast helped us at all no. i'm sorry jamie lee curtis we love you we we sure do. i just hope they paid you well for this yeah <laughs> seriously yeah like it just yeah <laughs> so um so i'll get into the plot just so you know people die <laughs> it's just it's gonna happen very poorly at that <laughs> So, um, we start out at a college fraternity, um, New Year's Eve party. This and, part was just weird. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was really weird how it got so into weird. this. Um, so a reluctant Alana Mitchell, Jamie Lee Curtis, is coerced into participating into a prank. This was really mean. Anyway. Oh, this was so fucked up. <laughs> so she lures the shy and awkward pledge, Kenny Hampson, into a darkened room on the promise of a sexual liaison. I like that. It's like the most descriptive way you could say. <laughs> Sins of the flesh. Yep. <laughs> However, some other students have placed a woman's corpse stolen from the university medical school during the Christmas vacation so in the bed instead. That is so gross. Let me tell you how unsanitary that is. That is like... <laughs> By the way, <laughs> not only is a cruel, <laughs> a cruel prank, but it's also very disgusting and unsanitary. But also... What was wrong with it? Because it was it was not just a corpse from the med school. It looked like it had been sitting out for a while. It had like big like gray chunks of skin missing on yeah. the chest and I'm like, "What is this?" 
Like what? I, it, yeah, it was gross. But, it was so you know, gross. when they made the body, the director was probably like, yeah, that looks good. Yeah, yeah, it looks fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> this is the first time. It's fine. <laughs> so Kenny is traumatized by the prank and is sent to a, a psychiatric hospital. Uh, understandable. Yeah, it was gross, you guys. Understandable. If you plan on watching this, but... Which you shouldn't. Yeah, but we're telling you not but to. But if you do, <laughs> you've been warned. So we, um, we fast forward three years later, and the members from the same fraternities and sororities hold a another New Year's Eve costume party, but this time it's aboard a train. Great idea. Um, as you do. <laughs> right. So the class clown Ed is disguised as a Groucho Marx. The prank ring ringleader Doc uh, Manley is disguised as a monk. And then we have Jackson, who is disguised as an alien lizard. I thought he was just like a weird crocodile. I did too. <laughs> but I guess it's a lizard. Um, and then Doc's girlfriend, uh, Alana's best friend, Mitchie is disguised as a witch. I didn't see that. No. Um, Because she was not wearing a hat. No. Where was the hat? What the... She knew she was going to get naked, so that's why she wasn't wearing a hat. She's like, I ain't trying. (laughs) And then Alana's boyfriend, Mo, is disguised as a bird. I thought he was a parrot because she was a pirate. (sighs) You ruined it for me. Um, (laughs) He's a bird. (laughs) <laughs> oh god <laughs> so and then um also along our carne the the um the train conductor and a magician hired to in- entertain the crowd insert david copperfield yeah how much money it would cost you to hire david copperfield for your fucking house party how much i don't know but i'm guessing a lot yeah probably a lot especially now because he's probably not doing anything yeah <laughs> Um, so Ed is murdered prior to boarding and the killer dresses himself in Ed's Groucho Marx mask, allowing him to board the train unnoticed. Ooh. And then we hear the lovely crunchy Dude, sounds when they of shove the it, train. When go- he shoves him under the train, I'm like, Bleh. oh yeah, we know what's going to happen here. Yep. <laughs> like kills the guy and then throws him under the train. I'm like, oh yeah, so lovely. <laughs> so. As the train journeys into the wilderness, the killer wanders amongst the students who believe who believe him to be Ed. So in one of the sleeper rooms, he murders Jackson by smashing his head into a mirror. Yeah. Bye, bye Jackson. But you know what was so weird about that scene is he's just nonchalantly like, wait, what are you doing? Like the acting is freaking terrible. It really is. And then like, who just like, I, I love you, but if you were grabbing my head to shove it into a mirror... I probably would try to stop you. Yeah, right. I'm not just going to let you do it. No, homeboy like didn't even put up a fight with his weird reptilian And I felt costume. like he was a lot stronger than the killer. Why does every slasher film killer end up with superhuman strength? Um, like, you are not the Hulk. Right. Nor are you Thor. You are not an Avenger. You are in a bad slasher movie. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't understand. Yeah, it's weird. Okay, but this is the part that gets me... <laughs> here it is okay so jackson's dead he's laying on the uh, the floor of the bathroom bye-bye so carney finds jackson's bloody body bloodied body in the bathroom still donning the lizard costume so he like doesn't like freak out really he just locks the fucking door he just locks off. it to like hide it away <laughs> from everybody i'm just like um okay so we're not gonna alert anybody Mm-mm. like hey someone just died and there's a bunch of students on here maybe i should tell somebody no i'm just gonna lock the door <laughs> and leave to go 
maybe go find somebody and keep it a secret. Anyway. I mean, so- <laughs> I get that it was before cell phones, but... I know, this is this is terrible. But... <laughs> so, so, Carney goes to go... Uh, he grabs the Breakmaster, Charlie, um, and he comes back, and then somehow all the blood is gone. It's all cleaned up, and he... I guess, well, he doesn't realize this, but the killer has hidden Jackson's body and is now posing in the lizard's, co- the lizard costume. Ugh. So, and he appears to be conscious. So, of course, Carney's like, uh, all right. <laughs> Whatever, man. So, so, Charlie assures Carney that the, the party goer was just merely drunk. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Sure. It's fine. It's believable. There's no problem here. <laughs> so, Mitchie next goes with the killer. Poor Mitchie. She, you know, so they kind of like pass, pass the, uh, I guess the killer over to Mitchie, who is kind of like trying to guide this drunk student, supposed drunk student back to the party. So she believes it's, you know, to be Jackson. Um, and then they go to a compartment where she attempts to seduce him. Of course. As you do. (laughs) And then as she closes her eyes, he caresses her with Jackson's severed hand so gross. before murdering him. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> let me let me touch you softly with this dead hand. <laughs> and then um, he caresses her basically before murdering her by mm-hmm. Mitchie. It, mm-hmm. Alana's best friend. <laughs> so, and then Carne subsequently finds her corpse in the compartment with her throat slashed. Again, he just <laughs> just shuts the curtain. <laughs> Still, no big deal. Down. Everything's fine. <laughs> There's people dying, but you know, it's cool. <laughs> but as he's trying to like hide it away, um, Alana stumbles upon the scene, and then Carne informs her that Mitchie is dead. Her best friend, she starts freaking out. So, I mean, I would. I'd be sad. Yeah, and I'd be like, we need to stop this fucking train. I've had enough with these mother effing things on this mother effing train. <laughs> these murderers on this train. On this, yeah, where's Samuel L. Jackson? I know. <laughs> um, he declined this movie. Um, <laughs> he was like, this is bad. Um, so, during a magic show held by the magician and his female female assistant right. <laughs> doc finds mo mo stabbed to death like mm-hmm. nobody saw that in a room full of people right nobody saw him get stabbed i i or I, heard it i feel like that train is not that big i mean i stub a toe and i'm screaming yeah somebody would have heard it so if i'm getting stabbed you best believe i make some noise yeah drunk or not you're i just don't i I don't know drunk or not you are not invincible yeah exactly so and then somebody just so the party onlookers assume that the scene is a prank i still i I don't care how drunk i am if i see somebody bleeding the party's over (laughs) i'm not drunk anymore i sober up i'm better now yeah so so carney and charlie stop the train finally <laughs> and they sequester the students in one car but while doing so two pullman porters find the corpse of pet another student so everybody's dying this is great so suspecting kenny may be involved alana recalls the prank to doc and recounts her attempt to visit kenny 
at the psychiatric hospital where she learned that Kenny may have been involved in a murder before the prank. Doc subsequently seals him himself inside a room in the sleeper car where the killer is hiding. Dun, dun, dun. And then he's murdered. <laughs> <laughs> so shortly after Alana and Carney find his decapitated body. So great. Um, <laughs> believing the magician may be Kenny in disguise. Um, Alana notifies Carney who goes to lock him inside the parlor car where he finds the magician's female assistant, but Carney and the porters are unable to find the magician. I know where he is. Hey, <laughs> um, Alana is sequestered in a lock compartment for her safety which the mass killer infiltrates, killing the chief porter with one of the magician's prop swords before arming himself with an axe. There's just all these weapons on this train. Right? How did this happen? <laughs> like, who brought weapons to the party? <laughs> I mean, I guess that was before big time security for concerts and stuff. But still. Yeah, it's just, it's just so much. So then um, Alana is pursued through the train. While in between cars, she manages to push the killer uh, overboard, unaware that he has managed to hold on below. And then later, after finding the magician's dead body in his sword box by David Copperfield, um, <laughs> Alana runs through the train car and finds Charlie in the baggage, Charlie in the baggage car seated with his head resting on his hands. <laughs> great um she tells him the magician is dead and lays her head on the table when he grabs her by her wrists then uh alana realizes it's kenny who is indeed the killer shocker Uh, didn't see that one coming dressed in charlie's uniform well (laughs) and then kenny removes the uniform cap to reveal a blonde wig and alana realizes he has been posing in drag as a magician's female assistant (laughs) it's just i mean and honestly like they didn't focus so much on his face but if they went in real close i probably like that's a dude right that's a dude because the drag in well drag has improved let's just say yeah the the way but then when they did the flashback and then showed him and then i was like "Ooh, (laughs) ooh, girl right (laughs) You will not make it onto RuPaul's Drag Race. No. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so Alana tries to apologize to Kenny about the prank, but he refuses to accept her apology and forces her to kiss him. The kiss causes Kenny to relive the memories uh, from the prank and drives him in you know deeper into insanity so carney rushes to the scene and beats down kenny with a shovel causing him to fall out the open door of the baggage car to his death into a cold frozen lake or whatever it was so much drama and then he floats away as the train roars on the end god it was so bad (laughs) oh Uh. my god all right no, i'm not picking any more holiday themed movies i don't know well no my bloody valentine is good I okay like my i or like va- the old or valentine that's a good one too. that is good i mean it's cheesy but it's good cheese yes it's <laughs> awesomely bad not just awesomely bad yeah <laughs> um, so let's talk about a little bit of the production. So uh, Daniel Grodnick had the idea for the film's central narrative, which he had wanted to be, as you mentioned, Halloween on a train. 
Uh, and he had been a friend of John Carpenter's and producer, the late, great, magical Deborah Hill. Um, both of whom gave him their blessing when they had told him the idea. Oh, John Carpenter, Deborah Hill, strike one. Mm-hmm. Um, so he pitched the idea to Sandy Howard, who was impressed by the concept. And, you know, um, conceptually, okay, I could see how this could get approved. Okay. But it was just executed so poorly that it was it was real tough. Um, so, as you mentioned, this is the fil- first motion picture directed by Roger Spottiswood. Um, and he actually went on to make Turner and Hooch, Yay. Air America, and Tomorrow Never Dies. Well, at least Tomorrow Never Dies was good. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't my favorite James Bond, but it yeah. also was not my least favorite. Right. Um, so he was also hired to dir- so he was hired to direct the film by Sandy Howard on the condition that he also edit the film. Um, and because it was made under a Canadian tax shelter, Daniel Grodnick was appointed executive producer as he was legally unable to serve as primary producer. Oh. Did not know that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was no stage magician in the original script, but um, Howard was actually a fan of magic tricks and illusions, so a magician character was written in. It was and so unnecessary. So unnecessary. Like I'm glad they killed him, though. Yeah, I wasn't. Sorry, David Copperfield. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I don't really mean you to, like, physically die, but right. I just... Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So principal photography uh, mainly took place around Montreal in Quebec, Canada. Again, Canada, we love you. Mm -hmm. Just please don't give us Terror Train or Justin Bieber. Can we send Justin Bieber back? I mean, he has a house there. I mean, everything else from Canada is freaking wonderful. But those two I I believe that's where he's quarantined right now. Oh, thank God. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Um, so they actually started shooting uh, on November 21st, 1979. And then they finished uh, on Christmas Eve Eve, December 23rd. And the bulk of the film's train sequences were actually shot first. Um, while the film's opening sequence was shot on Christmas Eve Eve, December 22nd. Oh. Eve Eve Eve. Three Eves. Um, which was the final day of the shoot. So filming of it took place at a real fraternity house belonging to McGillney University, which mm. is interesting. Um, so it consisted of a small crew completing the footage um, of Kenny's body plummeting from the train into a frozen river below. Nice. Which was actually shot in the United States in New Hampshire. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And the stunt, this is so sad. Uh, so the stuntman was reportedly unable to withstand the freezing temperature of the water. So uh, art director Guy Comtois played the part of the dead killer instead. Lovely. Stuntman's too cold. So the art director yeah. steps in and is like, hold my beer. I got this. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, the interior train sequences actually were really tough for the crew, specifically the cinematographer John Alcott, uh, to navigate. So, so small. Right. So small he, spaces. Right. <laughs> so, he ended up devising a unique method of lighting terror train to give the limited space and scant natural lighting of the sets. He rewired oh. the entire train and mounted individual dimmers on the exteriors of the carriage cars. Okay. Yep. And he had to utilize a variety of different bulbs with different wattages and controlled them from the, from additional external dimmers um, so he could get light on the set very fast and in an efficient manner. I like this. Yeah. And he also at times had to use medical lights or pen torches to hand the act to hand light the actors faces as well as Christmas lights to capture some of the film's footage. Mm. Mm hmm. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. 
And Canadian actor Derek McKinnon, who played the mass killer, appears in 11 scenes and he's wearing a different costume or mask disguise in each scene, including if you count his original character. Okay. Um, so there was actually a lot of friction between Spottiswood and McKinnon during the shoot. And Spottiswood claimed was a result of his inexperience and said he wasn't an actor. Oof. Oh, uh, so uh, Spottiswood actually recalled he was a transvestite from the streets of Montreal and he wasn't familiar with the concepts of a contract and showing up for work on time. Ouch. Burn. Yeah. Burn. That's got to hurt a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. He's a bad actor, but damn. That's, I know. <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> oh, man. That sucks. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about a couple of fun facts. Okay. My favorite fun fact, and I wholeheartedly agree, this film is actually included on movie critic Roger Ebert's most hated list. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. No, but you know, I will say this was not as bad as Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, God. Is that one on his list? Because I... I don't know. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. I don't know, but it is real bad. Because it was bad. Yes. <laughs> So a couple of other fun facts. Uh, the train that was used in the film, which was Canadian Pacific Railway number 1293, was still an operational locomotive as recently as February of 2002. Oh. That train done did its time. Okay. I like mm-hmm. it. Nice. Yeah. Super good. Um, so... David uh, David Copperfield actually got really irritated during production because he had so much trouble saying his lines that he swore he would never make another movie. I mean, you know what? I'll be nice. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> poor, G- poor David Copperfield. I mean, but magicians are not really good actors anyway. No, they're good at one thing. Well, I mean, they kind of have to be good because they have to be able to convince you of one thing. I mean, while doing true. another, right? But maybe it's the whole like lying and delivering to. But even then, sometimes like their faces are not as convincing. Yeah, that's is true. that what I want to? Yeah, yeah, that's well, what I want. Why say. I don't play poker? Mm-hmm. I'd lose. Um, all of the filming for the train scenes actually had to be scheduled for night shooting. Um, so this was because of the gigantic Montreal warehouse in which the ta- the train was too active and noisy during the day. So shooting would begin at 6 p.m. every night and continue into the wee hours of the morning. Oh, wow. I know. It's a crazy town. Um, so this actually was shot by Jamie Lee Curtis back to back with Prom Night Oh, in wow. late 1979. So she had no break. No break. And and both movies were shot in Montreal. Oh, okay. Well, that's convenient. Right? You don't have to go very far. They're like, oh, hey, when you're done with that, can you come over here? Right. <laughs> um, and the temperature got so cold one evening that a filming camera got completely frozen out on at night. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess they were, you know, they had to shoot in the cold. That's fine. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> So just a little bit of the reception. So on Rotten Tomatoes right now, uh, Terror Train holds a 36% approval rating based on 14, only 14 critic reviews. <laughs> so, um, and they and apparently nobody liked it. So it has the average rating of 4.88 out of 10. Wow. 
And so <laughs> yeah, and the turning has twelve. That's crazy. Yeah, and and don't get me wrong, it's terrible, but yeah, that's crazy. And I'm just and by the reviews, I'm so surprised they made so much money. I mean, eight million dollars. I mean, I that's, guess in 1980, that's not that. But much. still. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, even if I saw this in 1980, I would still think it's bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> That's fair. So when the movie came out, Variety deemed the film competent. What? <laughs> in a mildly positive review. Mildly. <laughs> While Roger Ebert, of course, as we say, he, he, it's on his worst list. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave the film one out of four stars. And he wrote, Smart man. yeah, he wrote the classic horror films, uh, the classic horror films of the 1930s appealed to the intelli- intelligence of its audience, to their sense of humor and irony. Movies like Terror Train and all of its sordid predecessors and its ripoffs still to come just don't care. <laughs> They're a series of sensations strung together on a plot any plot will do. Just don't forget the knife and the girl and the blood. <laughs> and <Yikes>. then <laughs> and then he also continues saying, it's not a rock bottom budget, a schlock exploitation film. Wow. Yeah. And then Ed Blank of the Pittsburgh Press, uh, he criticized the film for its lack of characterization. Okay accurate that is super accurate and then uh <laughs> and then he summarized terror train a neat name a nothing movie oh that's such a burn <laughs> you know i had to put that in there i had to put that in there <laughs> oh that hurts so <laughs> i mean i i give it half a star yeah i'm with you on that it's not very good i can't even give it one no sorry roger Ebert. <laughs> Not sorry. I agree with Roger Ebert. <laughs> he said one. Oh, one. That's right. Never yeah. Mind. Yeah. So it, you guys don't watch it. No. I'll find a better uh, New Year's Eve one next year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless you really want to. Mm-hmm. It is free if you have Prime. No, but there's so many better things to watch on TV. Yeah, there really is. Please don't. There's Shudder. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Love yourself enough to know when to turn down a bad movie. Yeah. Because your time's the most valuable thing you have in this world. Yeah. But Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year! <laughs> Don't watch Terror Train. Don't watch Terror Train. <laughs> Don't do it, girl. <laughs> Don't even think about it. Nope. <laughs> Just don't. Nope. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's our show. We're done shitting on movies for this episode. Yep. Sorry. Sorry, Jamie Lee Curtis. We All love right. you. But this movie was terrible. We'll do better next time. Yeah. We will. Yes. Um, but if you do want a good Jamie Lee Curtis movie to watch, that's it's not a horror movie. But if you haven't watched it, watch Trading Places. Ooh. Dan Aykroyd, Jamie Lee Curtis, Eddie Murphy. Amazing film. Yes. Do it. Very, very good. Yes. Um, but if you would just like to watch other things, there's a lot of other good things to yes. watch. Um, Lots of good stuff. Yeah. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Our handles the Squad Ghouls. Uh, buy our merch. We yes. got stuff. Yes, we're a small business too. We're a small business. Your dog is cold. <laughs> buy a dog hoodie that says Squad hoodie. Ghouls. We also have fanny packs. Yes, to carry all your shit. Yep. And we if you have it. lots of shit, we have tote bags. Sure do. And we all need. We, we all know that you need to bring your own bags in the store anyway. Right. So buy a cute tote bag. You should. <laughs> um. 
email us. Yeah. The squad ghouls at gmail.com. Yeah, we also have a little contact form on our website, uh, the squad ghouls.com. Yep. 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 Stuff. Yes. Good. Thanks. <laughs> uh, creep it real. And we'll scare you later. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>